Hello and welcome to the Raising Men Show, and I'm your host, Craig Carlisle. We're back at the headquarters of Knight Consulting. Michelle Knight and my aunt, Mary Louise Page, are here with me in, in this studio on location. I'm just excited whether we're back at the table again, working through Psalms 23 all the way through in our, our study called Dinner is Served. Last week's, the last couple weeks, meal have been rich and enjoyable, but I'm not even sure as we were talking off. You know, we're prepping for today. I'm not even sure if we've actually gotten to the entree portion. We've even just been talking about just the menu itself. And the Lord began to deal with us about the different courses. But we're not going to step too far ahead. We're going to deal right now with just where we were from last week as a recap. We've dealt with the dinner itself when speaking with 23.5. And the dinner is a king. The table is a king's table that the Lord places before us in the presence of our enemies. And we talked about how the enemies were kind of standing around us, you know, laughing, scoffing, doing their thing, but yet they were a part of this whole thing. And even last week we dealt with, you know, verse two and how the Lord just continues. In fact, I don't even want to skip through. On Louise, go ahead and read 23, one and two, and then we'll see where the Lord takes us with three and four. Okay. Um, praise the Lord. Psalm 23, one and two. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Mm -hmm. Got it. Do, go ahead and do three for me too. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So when we were just dealing in the first week, in the second week, I'm... I'm very much into words and wordplay. So we need to make sure we are constantly understanding here that the Lord here in verse 23, 1 is Jehovah. It's, it's mm -hmm. meaning the God. It's, it's a rank in title. It's the God it over is. all gods. So it's not, we're not dealing with the triune God here. We're not dealing with God who, who, whose name they couldn't pronounce back in the day. We're dealing with the rank that God has over all things being our shepherd. So we should automatically know then that there's nothing else that is over us that is our shepherd, that is, why do you say, that is responsible for us to be responsible to. Mm -hmm. I like that. Mm -hmm. Other than God. No God that he's re that's responsible for us that, that we have to be responsible to. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. And we talked last, at the end of our last segment, that we wanted to know how God spoke to us. Because as we get into 23, 2 and 3, it's going to deal with, or as it does deal with, he making us to lie down in green pastures and leading us beside still waters and restoring our soul and leading us to the path of righteousness for his namesake. Okay, that's dealing with rest and restoration. So we spoke about how does the Lord speak to us? And, and when we were prepping for this, you know, we were all talking about, well, how did the Lord speak to us? And does he speak to us differently now than he did years ago when we first started noticing? Mm -hmm. And from our conversation, we said that it's kind of refined. Mm -hmm. So, for me, I kind of always thought the Lord kind of just kind of spoke, and I didn't really know it was the Lord. It just kind of always felt like I should know the right kind of thing to do, mm -hmm. you know. But over as I got older, more mature, I guess, mm -hmm. older, I kind of figured out that, oh, this was God talking to me. Mm -hmm. But it didn't make as much sense back then. I just accepted it. What about for you guys? How did you... How do you use the Lord speak to you? Well, I guess I should finish. So the Lord speaks to me in my right ear. 
almost like it's someone over my right shoulder. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And if, when the enemy speaks to me in my left ear, kind of over my left shoulder, and I, I go back to that whole angel and devil on your shoulder mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. thing. That's mm-hmm. where the Lord has me with that look, that kind of analogy. Hmm. For for you guys, how does the Lord speak to you guys? Well, this is such a multi-layered, multi-faceted issue. At first, I think on the surface, it looks simple. He speaks, you know he does. But when you think about it, are you talking an audible voice that we hear, such as what Adam and Eve must have heard when they heard the voice of God walking? Yeah. Yeah. That kind of gets me. I understand that they heard the voice of God, but the voice was walking in the garden. And when I teach students at the university or at a church or whatever, I will tell them periodically that there are some questions they cannot ask me. (laughs) Usually I'm, the the floor is open, and there's no such thing as a silly question. Or we don't use the stupid word here, but there's no such thing as a stupid question. Because if you're thinking it, somebody else is. Guarantee there's at least 10 other people in the room that are thinking the same thing. Yeah, no doubt. However, some of the things that God says and does, you just can't ask me. Yeah. I'm not going there. I don't have a clue. Sure. (laughs) But um, so I think, though, we talked about refinement and we talked about maturity. And... For me, it has, it's been a, a process, not for lack of effort on God's part, mm. but for lack of understanding on my part as to when he is speaking sure. versus when I'm just having a, what I think is a good idea. Sure. Or I feel like, mm, I think I ought to go right instead of left. Sure. Sure. So I've learned, because I used to say, I, I don't think God doesn't speak to me that much. You know, and I remember saying to my husband one time, I said, you know, and I felt bad because I thought that I wasn't spiritual mm. enough because there were all these people that I knew that always were saying, God spoke to me and he told me, blah, blah, blah. Sure. God said to do da, 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 da. Sure. God told me to go to the grocery store, look on the third aisle and I would find what I need. God told me to turn left instead of right. And I'm thinking, gee, God just doesn't do all that for me. There must mm. be something wrong with me. Sure. And my husband, in his infinite wisdom, said, don't worry about it, baby. God ain't talking to some of these other folks as much as they say either. He said, I have never known God to speak as much as some of these people. He said, some things you just ought to just say, I did. Or you ought to acknowledge that I had this dream or I was thinking such and such. But I think that as we walk on and and grow to know him, And to know his voice, because he said, my sheep will hear, my sheep know my voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They know, and he Mm. said, a a stranger, a hireling, they will not hear. Mm. So for me now where I am in life, um, and if I could back up just a little bit, I specifically asked God to speak to me now that my husband was gone Mm. now that might ruffle some feathers and rankle some people and some women who think well why'd you have to think but we had such an awesome relationship with each other sure 
and with God sure. that and and I had no problem asking with submitting to him as the head of the house because sure. he didn't ask me to do stupid stuff like get up at three o'clock in the morning and pick greens and chitlins <laughs> and you know make cornbread and then go to work and buy the field and do the kids and yeah. bring the money home and do the Anjali thing yeah. so yeah, yeah. I didn't have a problem with that if he said honey you know I feel like um, I feel like uh, the Lord wants classic i think you should give your new honda no give your new oldsmobile what was what's the top of the line of oldsmobile a few years ago it was a tornado or, was no. it tornado give, give your brand new oldsmobile yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to the family down the street sure and we're gonna go and buy you one of those beautiful brand new hondas Ooh. i said okay whatever you know, and Hondas were new, they were hot. But sure. so, and God blessed us in so many ways sure. and he blessed that family. Sure. So we had that relationship that if he said, God said, sure. I'm talking about the progression for me sure. to where I am now. Sure. So if he said, God spoke to me and said X, I just made it happen. Yeah, I you, worked, you didn't ask why. I didn't ask, yeah, I didn't even have to because he, he his reputation as a man of God sure. was well established. Sure. And we didn't have a problem with that. Sure. So when when he died, which it took me years to be able to say he died, mm -hmm. when he left, I wanted God to speak to, I didn't really need him to before, yeah. but I wanted him to speak to Mary. Sure. Sure. I said, I want to know, do I go, do I come, do I buy, do I sell, sure. do I rent, do I lease, do sure. I stay, what do sure. I do, do I spend this, whatever. And so I had to learn to listen. And yeah. so now I get a piece. It's not like I hear him either right or left ear, but it's it just comes into my heart, into my head. And I have, there's a, a feeling, a piece mm. that goes with it yeah. when it's God. Yeah. And I can't shake it. Yeah. I. You know, I might mull over it for a couple of days. Sure. But he speaks to me through the peace that I get in listening to his voice sure. and then obeying that voice. Sure. And it, like I said, it might be more levels to it than that. But that is where I am. Because I, I told the Lord, I said, it's too late in the day mm. for me to make a lot of dumb mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Picking up everything I've got and moving to New York. Sure. Lord said, move to New York. Sure. And then I get to New York and find out, oops, nope, he didn't mean New York. Yeah, he yeah. meant Florida. Meant Florida. Well, pack up everything and, then, and Atlanta, we're going to Florida. And then get to Florida. See, you see what I mean? Yeah. You've never been there before, so I don't know how you know what I'm talking about. But then you get to Atlanta. I, yeah. I can't be bouncing all around the yeah. United States. If God speaks, sure. And when he spoke and had me move out here, he didn't say sure. move to Chula Vista. Right. He just said, now's the time. Now's the time. To sell your to sell Benson mm. and buy yourself the new condo, the new townhouse. Wow. And that was it. And I went to church and spoke to the realtor that was a member of our church. Sure. And from there I just had a peace about sure. it. And I it was a knowing Got for it. me. Okay. So Michelle, how do you know? How do you know the Lord how does the Lord speak to you? Yeah, so um I love your Good cop, bad cop, yeah. you know, good angel, bad angel. Yeah. I, I haven't, I don't know if I've had that uh, specific experience, but for me, it's always been through um, some form of dreams or vision. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I can remember as early as, uh, I think I filled with Holy Ghost around 13, 14, somewhere in there. And from, this is very specific, from like ninth grade, summer of ninth, going into ninth grade, all the way through my senior year, I, uh, there were multiple times where I've had the same recurring dream. Mm, yeah. The so same dream. The same dream. For all those years. Over and over and over. I'm not saying every night, uh, you know, but the dream that I remembered the same dream sure. somewhere maybe um in my senior year it shifted a little bit but it was it, it always like picked up where it left off and i remember sharing this with a, a lady that i trusted um she was a, a lady pastor co-pastor at the time and uh, telling her what the dream was and soon i learned that there was a connection to um what i was going to experience in my life with um not my battling drugs and addiction but Mm. that being a part of my life and how i was fighting this beast and this battle and Mm. end of time and all that so that was like my initial like induction into okay this this must mean something sure um and I've always had like the gift of laying of hands and mm-hmm. things like that. So when we t- when I brought up the word refinement in our sure. conversation, it went from okay, this is what this means for you now, and then it became um, in my earlier relationship, I was able to see at that time um, my husband driving down the street, getting into trouble, or that um, I could figure out what was going on and where my things were, where mm-hmm. I needed to go. Um, and so there was a, another level of refinement where it wasn't just impacting my life, but then it started touching other people's life. And that was kind of like my next induction into ministry and being able to hear someone's heart or hear what they were saying. I have no idea how that works. And so I get you, mom, when you say, don't ask me certain questions. It's, it's just a knowing, um, not annoying, a knowing. And, and, it, and it used to be uh, very feel, fearful for me where I am now. Um, God has me in a place where, depending on where I am, if I see something from my past, like I'm on Benson, you know, it's something that was before. In the dream, you mean? That, in the dream, it means something. If it's in this place now, it's more of like a warning to, to one of my kids or it's in this house. If it's somewhere I've never been, I know that it's something prophetic. Hmm. And now he's showing me or teaching me when to speak that and sure. when to be quiet, mm-hmm. when to watch, who to speak it to. Sure. Um, so it, it has been this this progression, and, and typically it's always been through some sort of dream or vision. Um, and now it's just like I think I shared with you guys in the last one of the last sessions. Oh, you're not gonna get your phone? Yeah. Oh, okay. I see where you're at. If yeah. you look in my phone, sincerely, yeah. there are messages. There are um, word of you know words of warning. Um, correction, mm-hmm. um, say this to this person, and now I'm, I'm obedient to it. And it used to freak me out, but I'm, I've, I've settled in that, okay, if this is happening, then this, this must be God. Well, that's awesome, because for me, then, all of us, when we get to ministering, and mm-hmm. I don't know about you, when you start staying in that place where we're listening to God, and sometimes we're up all night, well, there comes commercial break music, but we got to remember how to be mindful to it, because it can wear us out. Yes. It can be tiresome when we don't get the sleep and the rest we need. And this is when we're dealing with 23, 2, and 3, when we're talking about the refreshing. So when we come back from break, we're going to spend some time now in dealing with, when you're dealing in the prophetic, when you're dealing in your gifting, mm-hmm. how can you be restored and refreshed? And what does that really mean for the rest of us? You got to do it. You got to do it. Gotta we're do. listening to the Raise Men Show, and we'll be right back. Who you hire as your realtor matters. 
You need a realtor who looks out for your best interests and not their own. Marie Clark with Allison James Estates is a full-time realtor, specializing in helping first-time homebuyers in Temecula and the surrounding areas. She is also a ministry leader. Today, why don't you choose Marie Clark to buy or sell your next home? Please call 951-265-6259. This is Craig Carlisle, the host of The Raising Men Show, and I'm also an executive producer of the independent feature film, Restored Me. It's a powerful, feel-good dramedy that centers around a young man trying to restore his relationship with his young daughter and her mother after his wrongful incarceration. This film speaks to restoring your faith and pushes a bold message of positivity and motivation. The cast includes Gary Owen, Bill Duke, Will Young Lee, Matt Gerald, Richard T. Jones, Malik Yobo, Yancey Arias, and both Casper Smart, just to name a few. Restore It Me is available on over 100 digital markets, including iTunes, Amazon, and on demand from your local cable provider. Buy it, rent it. Either way, I'm asking you to watch it. It'll bless your life. You're listening to The Raising Men Show with your host, my dad, Craig Carlisle, on WKBY 1080 AM. And we're right back here, Night Consulting Headquarters. Well, this is the temporary headquarters. We know there's some future headquarters to come. We have said that in the previous broadcast, but we're going to continue to speak that thing that is not as it were. So we're going to keep it moving. So in this time, we're talking about verses 2 and 3, about being tired and in the break, we were talking about what does it mean to us, or what do we do when we get tired of God? And when I say tired of God, I'm talking about tired of being the one doing the right thing, being tired of the one seeking God, being tired of the one sometimes even being up all night listening to God. If that's how the Lord wakes you up in the middle of the night, want to say something to us, want to impart something to us, and we're just tired and we're not getting the rest we want. What, how, do, how do we respond for those moments when life has just got us feeling and twisted some kind of way where we just don't respond well. We maybe have had a, a blow up at our kids or a blow up at our spouse or a blow up at work and things just didn't quite go well or said something to somebody who really probably deserved it and then we probably said it the way that we really wanted to have said it yes. and we don't really have the remorse that we really probably yeah. should have but mm-hmm. the Lord starts dealing with us and our spirit is, you know what, I really probably shouldn't have said that mm-hmm. to them. It wasn't like, because it's not about what you said because it was, how. it's how. Yeah. Right, so and sometimes we deal so much with other people's feelers and how they're feeling. And, and then some days we just say, well, I just don't care. Here's the truth for you. So you're going to be real tonight then. I mean, you're really going there. We got to. She would say I live in that world all the time. So I'll, I'll let her take it first. Yeah. This, so, but it's not about. But yeah, yeah. So so the thing we're, we're all right now, that can make us feel like we're almost exhausted. Mm-hmm. Where we've been trying to hold everything together. Because there's some things in the previous show the Lord gave me was we deal with things that are just below the surface. Mm. Where sometimes we're only able to keep it together and then it just kind of leaks out and it becomes that outburst (laughs) that we've been trying our best to keep in place. Keep it in track, yes. Going back to verse 2. And um, Louis, read the two and three again, because I need to understand, have us all understand that this is what the Lord wants us to do when we get to, not necessarily before we get to those moments. And before we get to the breaking point? Yeah. Because we do these things here in two and three, we don't have to have a breaking point. Hmm. He maketh me, allows me. I don't read that as he forces me. But he maketh me to lie down 
in green pastures. And that is such a place of refreshing. Yeah. It's a place of nourishment because the sheep can't eat just anything. Ooh. So even when we are tired yeah. of everything, ourselves included, yeah. Yeah. Um, tired of the load, tired of, yeah. of, the, of the hassle, yeah. tired of trying to make it work, <clears throat> excuse me, tired of not giving it to God. Yeah. And when we, and I, I always say, I hate the O word. There are certain words that I don't like in my vocabulary. What's and I the, call it the O word? The O word. Overwhelmed. Well, oh, got it. I thought you were obligated, but no, I got you. But, but that is part of the O sure, word. That's part sure. of what gets you. And so I, I don't want to say the O word yeah. because from the time my mom died, sure. when I was 17 years old, sure. it was about get in there. Get those boots on, yeah. your big girl boots. Yeah. Pull your play shoes and your Sunday yeah. shoes off. Yeah. Put your big boots on, find a job, yeah. get a house, take care of these kids, yeah. go get school clothes, sure. uh, help at the church, sure. put in your 10 hours a day on the job, do a good job, be late, yeah. be early, don't be late, gotta yeah. pick them up. And you got all these things going. And I remember thinking to myself, I don't. I don't have time. People would say, oh, I'm just so overwhelmed. And so I, in my feeble mind, I didn't have time to deal with, to sit in a corner sucking my thumb saying I'm overwhelmed. I had a half a dozen other people that were yeah. waiting on me yeah. to yeah. do the next thing. Yeah. So yeah. I don't like to admit when I'm but feeling. You have, but you have to. But I have to. I just, yeah. I, I said, I don't yeah. like to, yeah. but what I've discovered is yeah. it's not about whether I like it or not. Right. It's that I need it. I need those green pastures, pastures. fluffy, yeah. good grass, the still water. good stuff. Sick. Yes, sir. I, I need, he's going to make me and let me lie down. And you mentioned rest. Yeah. Cause sometimes we, yeah. who is it we were talking to? And, and the guy was talking about not being able to take care of, you, you got the kids and you got all these things going on. And so he wasn't looking out for himself. That wasn't you. I can't remember who that was, but he wasn't, he didn't want to look out for himself and buy himself what that he was, needed. That was was that you? That was Craig. Okay. And, 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 and yeah. You said she was going to use Esther on your show. I was trying to avoid that one, but I can't. Okay, avoid I'll, that I'll let it go. I knew it was somebody I was talking, but I was talking to someone else too. But how, you know, sometimes you don't take care of yeah. you. Yeah. And the mm -hmm. Lord, and maybe that's the make you lie down. Some people say He'll put oh. you on your seat. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Okay, so let's go back. Let's okay. go back because you, okay. just, you just hit something. All right. You just hit something. Because let's go back to 23 2. It says, He maketh me maketh. to lie down. In green pastures. So that yeah. word there, that phrasing there, in the in this case would be Hebrew, is okay. dealing with. This is Hebrew. This yes. is healing Hebrew. I'm going to pull out the term. I should here. have brought my computer. I'm oh. sorry, my bad. It's a primitive word for the couch, for like a folded table, for recumbent animals, for to recline or repose, to fall down, to to fold or to lay down, to cause or to make to lie down, to make rest or sit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's moments when we have, we just can't do nothing else. I, 
I have been struck. We pray that I've been healed from migraines. And there's more, but I migraine hits. I, I have to lay down. There she is no other yeah. choice. Mm-hmm. So the unfortunate part is when we don't take that rest, because even the Lord rested on the seventh day. He did do right. Or the Sabbath. You want to count to seven. Both. So those would be super spiritual. Okay, you want to count to seven. What do you want to do? But he rested on the Sabbath day. Mm-hmm. He chose a day, mm-hmm. that one, and he rested. Mm-hmm. And he rested. Most of us work 58 days a week and all the hours days. we can find. Right. And you're already rubbing your neck, Rochelle, like you already know. Yeah. So where I was, where, where my brain went to also is sometimes when we don't do what God said, um, hmm. that's when we're most tired. Because as soon as I get, I'm just using me yeah. as an example, as soon as I get my phone, yeah. I know I have to get up in the morning, yeah. but I'm not thinking about that so much once he starts speaking. Yeah. So I'm not tired of what he's saying, yeah. but those are the days where I feel so rejuvenated. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So sometimes for me, what I'm getting out of this is when I slow down and take time to listen to what he's saying to me, that's when the peace comes. Yeah. That's when the walk is easier because now I'm not leaning on myself. Yeah. I'm, I'm trusting that what he's in, what he's in, uh, given yeah. to me yeah. is is what is going to once I release it then it's released it's, sure. it's it's done once I do what he says it's no longer a burden on my shoulders that I sometimes I don't even know that I'm carrying yeah. right yeah because we're used to just go 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 I'm used to just go 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 yeah. go 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 go, go. So. but how do we get there because we shouldn't need the Lord to make us do anything because we have free will which. I've always said that's probably one of the ones that suck. I don't want the free will. <laughs> right. Just tell me what to do. Tell me when to show up. Tell me to go. Tell me when to go. Tell me. I'm sorry. My bad. I, I had a flashback. Sorry. Right. But <laughs> I don't want it to have to make me do anything. Yeah. I need to be able to find that space where that rhythm where the Lord is. Look, because he'll start. He'll keep talking and he'll keep talking mm-hmm. and he'll keep talking and mm-hmm. it gets good to us and we get in our. We just get in that space when we lose track of time. Mm-hmm. We just want to do. We we get to be like Hamilton in, in in the movie where I don't want to miss my shot, and we get to be mm-hmm. so obsessed with the things of God. We just want more and more and more. But there's other things that we're responsible for that the Lord knows we're responsible yes. for. Yeah. That we need to put in its proper place that's the thing it, it's the balance yeah because when we take care of this is when this when we take care of what he is asking us to do then everything that we need or want to do is already he taken will care, take care of yeah that's right because yeah. it's when we're um kicking against you mm, know the goats. We're, we're, we're kicking against the prick if you will mm-hmm. um and not doing what he is asking us mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. there's when you're in struggle um, I'm, I'm seeing like an image of someone drowning, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we often say. I'm drowning in work. I'm yeah. drowning in life. I'm, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, and actually, that's a better word than, well, not better. It's just more clear, mm-hmm. um, and more, more specific that we can actually capture and say what that looks like. Sure. And then, we, then it dispels because now we've called it out. That's why I always tell you, Mom, just say how you just just say how you feel. I, I, it, no one can tell you you shouldn't feel that way because yeah. it's your feeling. Now, but I, I I see the way where her point is though, because if I make a contract in the spirit and say I am overwhelmed, there you go. Now that becomes that state and that contract where the enemy says, "Yep, they're gonna now feel that all of the weight of everything because they just admit it to that." The state that they are, but your your premise though, Michelle, is you just state the feeling of this is how I feel, or I f- 
we, we, we just change our language. Yes. I feel like I might be overwhelmed. The shadow. Ooh. The shadow. It's not real. Yeah. It, it's not real. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. And, and I was thinking as you were talking that the Lord said, and this goes back to when we first started about how do we hear him Mm -hmm. and and i think if we listen to him we would know when it's time to back off Mm -hmm. when it's time to take a break like sometimes you'll say i'm just going to stay home and spend time with with my family today Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sometimes it's you and three or four kids Mm -hmm. or three kids and sometimes it's just you and steve and Mm -hmm. i'll take the baby and you'll know when it's time Mm -hmm. likewise with me but the scripture that came to mind was take my yoke upon you because yes. you said one of you said it shouldn't be it really shouldn't be burdensome yeah. but that's because yeah. we've got our own yoke yeah we're doing our own thing because yes. you want to get good. in on this but yeah. you got to wait well, just one second i see y'all yeah you 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 started this and so now oh he's got a gag in his mouth off the rate in in podcast land if you could see it um but the scripture says take my, my yoke yeah. take mine yeah you, you exchange yours from mine. That's he it, said, take my yoke upon you and do what? Learn. So there's nothing wrong with us. Yeah. I don't know that it should take 40, 50 years for us to get it straight and understand his voice. But but he did say, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Because yeah. you don't know it at first. Yeah. Right. It isn't like it's it's intuitive yeah. or instinctive yeah. or, you know, we it just know learning. it's a learning and it's a walk with him first from something simple like turn right instead of left. Yeah. But he said, and learn of me. Why? Because my yoke is easy. Yeah, and my burden is. And my burden. Now yours will kill you. Mm-hmm. Yours will wear you out. Mm-hmm. Your burden will beat you down, worrying about things that you can't do anything about. And that's why we're tired. And that's why we're tired. And with that, we'll be right back. You listen to the Raytheon Men Show. Dinner is served. Hey everyone, my name is Eric Tomlinson with the Tomlinson Group at Rancon Real Estate, where we design the sale of your home around you. With our nationwide network of agents, you and your family are at the center of every decision, conversation, and step of the journey to your next home. From hello to congratulations, selling your home with the Tomlinson Group at Rancon Real Estate is designed to both learn and surpass your expectations. Call me today at 951-970-6727 so we at the Tomlinson Group can begin surpassing your expectations today. We want to work for you. How do you avoid pitfalls that will disrupt your life? My office is very good with helping families protecting assets, building wealth, college flexible plans, tax-free retirement, and so much more. I am John Treese Wells with Royal Financial Group, licensed to help million-dollar families, businesses, and everyone in between. You can contact me at 951-757-4202. Or email me at jw.nofamilyleftbehind at gmail.com. I'm about your family. You're listening to The Raising Men Show with your host, my dad, Craig Carlo, on WKBY 1080 AM. And we're back to The Raising Men Show. 
I, I'm I was sitting here with my mouth open during the break. I don't I don't even work out where you're going in because we talked about this stuff in part just from a directional part in on Friday when we met as a group on the phone. But when you're actually sitting here recording and listening to what the Lord is bringing through, mm -hmm. it's just bananas to me. And so <laughs> those of you who are listening, we didn't have this whole thing scripted out. Mm -hmm. We don't have a written manuscript. We yeah. have Psalms 23. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and the heart and the head. <laughs> yeah. So I'm so thankful to what the Lord is doing because it's worth every moment. Mm -hmm. It's worth the drive. It's worth the, the edit time. It's worth everything. Was it worth the fried chicken? Well, that fried chicken was bought. I'm, I'm not, I'm, this may have been, that fried chicken might have been worth it. No, I'm just playing. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. But even with that, I was sharing with you too, even just the preparation of the fried chicken, because mm -hmm. I have to go to an event after this. Mm -hmm. Where And what I didn't share is I'm trying to think about, what did I even eat today? Mm -hmm. We've had days like that. And I don't too many, think actually. I've actually eaten anything Nothing? today. Oh, my. And there's a reason why he doesn't drink coffee, but we'll talk about that on another segment. <laughs> What's wrong with him? No, I have coffee. Man shall not live by bread at all. He needs a little coffee. Yeah. Next segment. Next segment. Next segment. <laughs> so let's talk about this. Let's go back to 23, two and th yeah. sorry, 23 verses 2 and 3, or passages 2 and 3. Because so, um, I always get that part messed up. They said there are no chapters in Psalms. It's just... Divisions. Divisions. Because there are five books of Psalms. Right. Oh. Five books. And so you refer to them as divisions, mm -hmm. as opposed, for example. But do I have verses still? Yes, you, mm -hmm. you, you do have verses. Okay. Good. They just don't call them chapters, that it's divided into books and divisions. So you would, or I learned from your dad uh -huh. that if we were going to read Psalm 15, mm -hmm. that's where we get the numbers of the of the various songs. You know how in certain churches yeah. they'll say we're going to read hymn number 225 today, sure. or we're going to mm. sing hymn number 15, or mm -hmm. number, and that really comes partly out of the book of Psalms, the the whole book of Psalms, wow. because it's five books. Wow divided into five books and those divisions are within that book. But he said you really could just say from Psalm 15 verse 3 okay, so, or yeah. Psalm 14 and 8 yeah. or Psalm 23 1. So you don't have to say Psalm chap chapter number 23 mm -hmm. because it is a division of of the book of Psalm, probably the first book of Psalm. Wow. Well, it sounds like that's going to be a study. And so we might be together a long time. So I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> so reading verse 1 and 2. Sorry, 2 and 3. 2 and 3. Mm -hmm. Michelle, read that for me. 2 and 3 from mine? Yes, please. Uh, reading from the Amplified um, Version here. Um, he lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still and quiet waters. Verse, uh, verse three, he refreshes and restores my soul, and in parentheses, life, he leads me in the path, paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Now, where are your green pastures? How are your green pastures? How are your still, what are your still waters? What are your, how does it refresh you? Because when I think of green pastures, mm -hmm. I think of a cool day. Mm -hmm. I think of that soft, the way the wind blows through the grass. Mm -hmm. 
a place where I don't have to worry about ants and bugs. Now there probably is some ants oh and bugs gosh. there. Oh my gosh! Yes, no spiders. Yeah, but we're not in this case here. But they don't doesn't speak about that because if yes. you're going to rest, you're not going to leave anything in there that is going to make you Distress. feel uncomfortable. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What is? How does the Lord do that for you? Yeah, I, I love that. I love that question a lot, especially here in my office. I have my guitar here, mm. um, and I've had it for a little over a year. And I haven't mastered it yet because I don't give myself the time to give it as much attention as my heart really wants mm-hmm. to learn, right? Mm-hmm. And you, well, if you want to learn it, you would take time. Well, I do, but I allow these other things to, you know, impede my time. Uh, for me, worship, uh, singing, um, practicing my instrument, sure. th- those are those are like my safe green pastures sure. um, where. It doesn't matter necessarily what I sound like. Um, it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. When I close this door and I pull that out, it's just a medley of my um, a melody from my heart. Sure. Um, I've written so many songs that probably could be hits <laughs> in their own right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but really, music um, restores me. Mm. Writing restores me. When I get in a good flow, I have a couple of projects that I'm working on right now. When I get in a good flow, it's like, oh my gosh, this is it. Sure. Um, sometimes I don't know it in the moment, but when I put it aside and I come back the next day when I need that refreshment, sure. I'm like, wow, this is really good. So those types of things inspire me sure. to want to continue to make the time to do it. Sure. Um, oddly enough, um, exercising does that for me. I, I used to run a lot. Mm. Um, just around the block or what have you, um, just just to kind of clear my head. Um, so there, 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 there are a number of things that for me I feel restored and, re- and refreshed in. But definitely number one on the list is worship my own communication to to God, um, listening to to other singers, um, and just letting the tears fall, or you know, not necessarily matching their vocals or doing anything like that, but just letting what their their words minister to me and then that's where i find my own voice mm, so that's good yeah on those, what what's your what are your green pastures what's your quiet stream still water so, so to speak i have learned i have learned to appreciate alone time mm. and quiet time yeah, yeah. um and i realized Again, I hate to keep referring to my own experiences, but that's all I can refer to. That's, but yeah. how radically my life changed when I became a widow. Sure. And that, that was another big deal for me because I didn't like the sound of that because it was a result of that D word, sure. which can then make you feel like the O word. Sure. And so I thought, what am I? Sure. You know, Some of the ladies at church had said, you want to go on a, a cruise with us? And uh, I... My kids grew up watching Love Boat, and um, me too. But then, and you know, there was always a rich, poor widow on one of those yep. cruises, yep. and I said, I am not taking the widow's cruise. Yeah. But uh, and I realized though that I had never really been alone. Yeah. I never had my own bed, mm. my bed, yeah. until I bought it sure. and put it in my own house. Sure. Always had to share yeah. my bed. And that was probably a. Uh, interesting purchase. It was. That along with the new car and a trip to Disneyland because I'd never been to Disneyland. 
I, the first time I went, I paid my own way and took myself and my kids to Disneyland. Sure. But um, what, you know, what I realized was I had never, I didn't have that experience of being a young lady going to college and my own apartment and living alone. So I'd never been alone. So I had to grow and learn to appreciate the downtime, the mm -hmm. quiet time. Yeah. And for me, it can be as simple as I can wear my pajamas all day today. Sure. I can turn the television set off. Yeah. yeah. I can curl up on the couch with a book, a Bible, a study guide, homework, whatever it is. Sure. And I also discovered that I love sitting outside on a day that's not too hot mm -hmm. and not too cold, mm -hmm. but just sitting on the patio with a cup of coffee. Sure. I'm not a tea drinker, but I love good flavored coffee. So that's quiet space for me, inside or outside. Sure. Um, the water is also very soothing. Mm -hmm. to, to look at, I sure. don't swim, so I'm not sure. one that wants to, you know, do laps around the pool. Yeah. You'd have to call 911 <coughs> to get me out. But yeah. um, for me, it's just the just quiet time wherever I can get it, and I've learned to appreciate that. Even I learned to appreciate rainy days. Yeah. yeah. I remember being a kid, I didn't like rainy days. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't understand rainy days. Because you couldn't go out and play. But they, yes, but they are a necessary mm -hmm. part, not only of our survival, sure. but, but of our sanity. And sure. so I have learned to even sit and watch the rain and just think about. But, but the Lord will have to guide us. Sure. Sometimes we don't, because it's like, I, I got to do this, and I've sure. got to do that. And yeah. mine was always, well, the end of the world is going to come if I don't do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I guess somebody's going to die. And then I had this thing of the, all the kids that I was raising and the responsibility that I had. I had four kids before I was ever married. Now, I wasn't really a little floozy or anything. <laughs> I got them all through death and destruction or sure. whatever. Sure. But um, I, had, I had to stop and realize the world is not going to come to an end if I don't do this. But that's the way I felt. Our, we have nobody else but me. Yeah. Their mothers are dead. Their fathers are gone. Yeah. Or mo mother's not around. So I have to do this. And I'm sure. putting that load on me. Mm -hmm. And then I, then they all had to be happy. I wanted the every Which every, isn't your responsibility. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. I took... No, that was yeah. my responsibility. Yeah. You, you took guys, that And then we, we blended all this, these kids together. I think I might have mentioned that at the last thing. Uh, my husband would say, I have 15 kids by six different women. And he did. He had kids by me. He had kids by, his, by my mother. He had kids by two of my sisters. He had kids by his C first can you, wife. Can you clarify, though? Uh... Well, we we adopted them or brought them in, okay, and so we right. So, so like, I didn't hear that story. Before. Yeah, I'm like that story. And, and people out in the world that are listening to this don't won't know that he wasn't like a polygamist he was a or something. Yeah, he wasn't a Rolling Stone. He was a pastor, yeah. polygamist. You know, the pastor yeah, yeah, yeah. with the yeah, so harem. We, so, you know so we, we had all, got mama up in there. Yeah, you're right. right. Um, but these were all legal, legally right. legal kids. Yeah, and. Um, and, and then, so then I wanted the, 
all of the kids, no matter how you came in to be a page or how you came to the family, I wanted you to know that you valued, mm. that you were valued, and sure. that you were loved, sure. and that you weren't treated any differently. Sure. So if I was good to Michelle, I sure. was also good to Susie and Jane, and and if I was good to Michael, I was good sure. to Paul, and sure. you know, and doing all that. So I thought they had to all be happy. Sure. And then some years later. I began to realize who what so everybody was not going to be happy. No. But it took me. I thought it was my responsibility. And my sister, and she she could hear this. She would appreciate this. But my sister, who used to wear me out, the one who who called me out, and I think drug me out of my own house and whipped me in my front yard because I couldn't <laughs> hit her back because she was my sister. Mm. and I was saved I'm a Christian and my sister was rolling sets on me because she was mad about something but what (laughs) so we didn't fight that day yeah we we we, would have but I wanted all these kids to be to be happy and to be um and, and, and so that sister says to me one day in a moment of clarity and maturity which she didn't have many of those at that time she says well Lou she said Lou um God never told you to be sure that we were all happy. Mm. She said, God said to tell you, now she gonna preach to me, she ain't been saved since the war, and she gonna preach to me, God said to tell you, you took that on yourself. Mm-hmm. What was the work, but was the word confirmed in your spirit? Huh? Anyway, we're gonna I go to break. To we're gonna go to break. <laughs> You're listening to the Raising Men Show, and we're talking about dinner and serve, Psalm 23. We even we got to five, we got back to, maybe we did a little six, Little one, two, and three today. Yeah. But we'll sure. be right back with some helps to find us find us a way to get through. Hey everyone, my name is Eric Tomlinson with the Tomlinson Group at Rancon Real Estate, where we design the sale of your home around you. With our nationwide network of agents, you and your family are at the center of every decision, conversation, and step of the journey to your next home. From hello to congratulations, selling your home with the Tomlinson Group at Rancon Real Estate is designed to both learn and surpass your expectations. Call me today at 951-970-6727 so we at the Tomlinson Group can begin surpassing your expectations today. We want to work for you. How do you avoid pitfalls that will disrupt your life? My office is very good with helping families protecting assets, building wealth, college flexible plans, tax-free retirement, and so much more. I am John Treese Wells with Royal Financial Group, licensed to help million-dollar families, businesses, and everyone in between. You can contact me at 951-757-4202. Or email me at jw.nofamilyleftbehind at gmail.com. I'm about your family. You're listening to The Raising Men Show with your host, my dad, Craig Carlo, on WKVY 1080 AM. And we're back. Last segment. We're looking for some helps this time. I don't like just to leave people just wondering with, with all these things. How do we speak to God? How does God speak to us? How do I know his voice? How do I, how do I, how do I? And when we get to the old word or feeling like we have the old word. So those of you who haven't been listening, the old word, we're just overwhelmed. And if we don't, how do we get to those points where we avoid that? For me, mm-hmm. it's getting into the word. Because there's days for me when lying down on the bed and there's nothing on to watch in this particular pandemic time. The shows are kind of out and in between seasons and I can rest and sleep all day, but I just don't feel rested. Mm. But when the word comes, 
and he's able to sit with us yeah. and dwell amongst us. That's how I feel. This is where I get the restore of my soul, verse 3, mm-hmm. where he leadeth me in the path of righteousness. This word for his name's sake. This is that path mm-hmm. where we can talk through and rightly divide the word of God and understand where our spirit can be renewed, right? And so, because it was going to help us, because at those moments when we feel overwhelmed, mm-hmm. some of us are, because Michelle, you've been talking about that shadow mm-hmm. two or three times, the first two, three segments. And now this is where the shadow is in this particular instance, where verse four was, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. death. Mm-hmm. Cause there really may or may not be any death. Right. In this case, this is a shadow. So there is no death. Mm-hmm. It's the shadow of, and <clears throat> some of us are afraid of the shadows, yeah. especially yeah. in the dark. I mean, why are you afraid and of the shadow in, in the dark? And you're in a valley yeah. too. And what, what this, the sick part about that is, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we would think of a valley being a good place, mm-hmm. right? Where a valley yeah, is supposed right. to be, we're supposed to be productive. Oh, okay. You know, when no things grow about, in the valley, things grow in the valley. Because when you think about it from a from a hmm. geographic perspective, Got it. the water rolls down from the mountain and takes mm-hmm. all of the good soil mm-hmm. down, and it lands and sits okay. in the valley. So there's you. supposed to be some growth there. So I guess that's where we're oh. supposed to understand that. Well, that makes sense now. So it's the shadow of oh. death, but it's I will fear no evil because in that valley there is comfort because. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. So, oh gosh, so so many things going in my head right now. Okay, so number one, we're talking about the shadow. Let's 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 make this preface work. Let's set this uh, context. Mm -hmm. We're talking about help. Yeah. Okay. This last piece is talking about help. Okay. So, you said the valley. When I thought of the valley. I was thinking the valley of despair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the growth. Oh, sure. Right. Sure. And so, but when you when you said that, it made me think a couple of things. Typically, when we hear certain words, some of us sometimes it's easier to go to the negative yeah. than it is to the positive of that word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, so earlier, um, I don't want to make it sound like uh, I don't. People's issues are just shadows and they're not real. No, we are going, there are some serious things happening in our lives that we need to address. So um, when you said the thing about the growth and the the water coming in and there's growth, I I think I said in a previous segment and I, and I, this must be my little coin phrase or something that, you know, there's nothing comfortable about growth, right? You have to be uncomfortable. Yeah, you wrote that somewhere. I I read it And I've said it a couple of times in different interviews. Um, but that, but that's what you made me think mm-hmm. of. So we don't like to be alone. No. We, we were never in t- intended mm-hmm. to be alone. Right. And so um, there's a lot of scriptures about a man shouldn't be alone and all of that. And women, you need to wait. And all. We don't like to be alone. We're wired. We're actually neurologically wired to connect with people. Sure. Yes. Sometimes you got to be alone to hear what God Ooh. is saying oh, to yes. you. Yes. Yeah. That maturity, that might feel like crushing, that pressing to be in his presence, for me to be in his presence means that he has something for me. Mm -hmm. So the one thing that I would say uh, to help is don't fight the alone time. Don't fight the silence. Because in the silence, 
um, you can listen and you can hear with a different mindset. There's a lot of chatter, a lot of people in our ears wanting to give us advice, wanting to tell us this. Oh, you should raise your kids like this. Well, that's how my mama did it. Oh, big mama said you should do it like that. Well, the preacher said you should do it like this. And it's not that that sound advice is not good. Sometimes too much of even a good thing is too much. If you eat too many carrots, you're going to start turning orange. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like it, 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 right. If you eat too much of something, if you eat too much sweets, not only will you have a tummy ache, you're going to gain weight. If you drink too so, much water, you pass out. Right. You, you can actually drown from drinking too much water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your, your body is as is, is, is chemically as, is, um, uh, give me the words, as uh, designed by God mm-hmm. to function. To, there's a, it's an operating system. Mm-hmm. And too much, too little, it's all about balance. Yeah. It's all about balance. And as much as we um, focus on mental health, which is a good thing to um, get the help that we need to change our mindset, to change the, our thought processes, the chemical imbalances, we really have to focus on the time in the heart. Because the heart is really the control center of everything yeah. that we do. Yeah. Out of our heart, we About speak. Speech. Out of our heart is what's on our mind. It's what we give our time to. So my uh, suggestion is that we not fight the alone time we yeah. got to get our heart right we got to hear from a place that is different in order to do and be um who not only god has called us to be but that sure. is someone different than we are today sure so and that's the thing with with being in that spot right so when we're speaking with god mm-hmm. sometimes we talk too much mm-hmm. because even in dealing with the alone right that's physically alone if, if God is in our heart, right? We've asked Jesus to come into our, our heart and never. dwell with us. Mm-hmm. Ooh, see, that's it right there. You're never alone. Mm-hmm. But to get to that place to realize that we're never alone is a huge place to be. Yes. Because being widow people, we think of ourselves as being alone. It's just me. It's just me. It's just me. Right. right. That's right. When it's just not. It's more than just me. Yes. And I, feel like, I like those bumper stickers we see nowadays with he plus I is a majority. Yeah, yeah. And the he is Greater God. Is, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen And I love I like those that. because I had to get to that point. You had to get to that point. Where I had to realize that I'm not alone. The Lord is always with me. But because some folks will get stuck on the word where where two or three are gathered, and we you know we use that in prayers today. And and there there is and there is an importance. Uh, there is definitely a place for fellowship. There's definitely a place like um, that. That's why depression. I'm sorry. I know we're no. Please. Depression okay. is such an an amazing um, sickness. Sure. Because you can be in a room full of people and, and still alone. feel alone, right? Yeah. Um, and so the the alone that I'm talking about is is the still it's 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 the quiet it's the calm it's getting clear that's my script that's my you're you're trampling on where i'm going you need to be careful we're not scripted so i i'm just i'm just going where well could you not talk about the still part okay quiet part what's another word for still i don't know Um, this uh may feel like a barren no that's that's the no it's still it's okay all right go ahead this place of no motion of longing right yes. this, this, this place of um is is actually that is where the refinement is taking yeah. place yeah. to bring that full circle yeah that's where the refinement is taking place um is is in is in that quiet time where you're still we we have a um a phrase in our business in my business where it says um my my outside job which says let silence do the heavy lifting Oof. yeah it's good 
quiet, still, reflective. Yeah. You're listening, you're opening, you're intentional, you're full body presence yeah. is about whatever God is having for you. Sure. You know that you're never alone and you'll get through this. Yeah. How did I do? Wow, you did pretty steel? good. You, okay. I just needed to call your hand on that because okay. the Lord just <laughs> gave this to me. I thought he gave it to me and then you were starting to teach it. And I'm like, okay, I'm all for being one with, with my co-host, co-partner here, but she's getting my stuff. No, um, it's funny because you were talking about stillness and I was talking about the overwhelmed and you said some tools mm -hmm. and you said that the scripture um, makes you, uh, what studying the scripture is, is a good thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it calms you and, and refreshes you. And so I thought of two scriptures to share. One yeah, give the chapter and verse, so I'll, and I'll post it. Sixty-one and of Psalms. Uh, Psalm sixty-one okay. and two. Okay. Part B, where it says, "When my heart yeah. is overwhelmed, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. lead me to this rock yeah. that is higher than I." The other is Psalm forty-six ten. Yeah. You said, "What are we gonna do?" Yeah. Be still yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. and know no. that I am God. Yes. But the part you were getting on was the last part. The Lord of hosts yeah. mm -hmm. is with us. Mm -hmm. The God of Jacob yeah. mm -hmm. is our refuge. Awesome. Those are the pieces. I'll make sure we post those this week for sure. And along with the other ones, because all the scripture we're using in the Raising Men show for the Dinner is Served series with Dr. Knight and my aunt Mary Louise Page is that it's, it's beneficial. It's good. It's giving us everything that we need, that nourishment that you talk about for putting inside of us, because you can't operate effectively on an empty stomach. Correct. And if we're empty in our spiritual stomachs, we're going to be in trouble. Mm. So that's another thing that the Lord is bringing with this Dinner is Served is not just that the table is prepared, mm -hmm. that we sit down and eat at the table. Mm -hmm. And then you're actually just going through the courses. And next week, let's make sure we spend some time when we work through the courses because some folks that are younger in Christ are, are only dealing with the appetizers. So mm -hmm. some people only can deal with soups. And happy hours. Happy hours. Yes. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. appetizers. Right. Where they're oh, yeah. free. They yeah. don't cost you much, it's just free. Exactly. Or so they're we, discounted. So oh. we're gonna deal with that next week about the different courses. So stay with us right here as we continue to go through our study, Dinner is Served. We'll be in week four by that time. But again, you're listening right here on WKBY 1080 AM out of Chatham, Virginia, and I'm your host, Craig Carlisle, right here on the Raising Men Show, corporate offices for Night Industries. Thank you to my aunt. Mary. WKBY 1080 AM. We keep blessing you.